0: Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. Today on the podcast is professor and fashion designer, BJ Arnett, interviewed by Brandon Hollingsworth. BJ shares her story into fashion, art, and education, and talks about the important mindset tricks she learned along the way. Hey, everybody, back at uh, Theophany Media's Creatively Christian Podcast Land. This is Brandon, your anchor podcast host, and I'm so very excited to be back on the podcast today, bringing you one of my dearest friends, my sister from another mister, Miss BJ Arnett. Hey, BJ, how are you? (laughs)
1: Hey, how are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. Thank you so much for um, having me on your podcast.
0: Hey, well, thank you for being here. We're super stoked. And while I know you, uh, some of our audience may not. Some of them may, and that's a good thing. Some of them may not. So I'm going to uh, give you a little bit of BJ's bio. It's not all of it because this lady, she is uber impressive and she is very, very busy. So we're probably going to have her for a couple of podcasts just because of everything she's into. But we're going to focus on a specific area of her passion and expertise today, and that's fashion and art. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into your bio uh, here, Miss BJ. So Miss BJ Arnett, she is currently the host and producer of the award-winning BJ Today, a Cammy Arnett production studios original and host of TV57's This Day with BJ Arnett. BJA Today recently garnered a Telly award for editing and the audience (laughs) choice for a tv show award from the international christian film and music festival congratulations way to go Uh, Mm -hmm. additionally professor arnett is the founder of trends and tours a new york fashion excursion for art and fashion students she is also the creator of the very first hbcu art and fashion week established in 2021. This year, B.J. was a featured speaker at Harlem's Fashion Row third annual digital fashion summit, where she joined fellow thought leaders in the fashion and retail industry, engaging in a new conversation about inclusivity and fashion. Associate Professor Miss B.J. Arnett has an MBA, BA in fashion merchandising, and a A in fashion design. She is currently the interim chair of the Art and Fashion Department at the prestigious Clark Atlanta University. Industry greats such as supermodel and philanthropist Beverly Johnson, Essence Magazine editor-at-large Mickey Mickey Taylor, designer Yimmy, founder of Kosiba Bridal, and Brandis Daniel, CEO of Harlem's Fashion Row, were among keynotes and and panelists. Wow, that is super, super impressive. And that's only the that's only part of this bio, by the way. So cannot wait to jump into this more. And again, just honored to have you here, BJ. Um, so I would love it if you would kind of just start talking a little bit about um how how did you discover that that God put a love of fashion and the art uh, inside of you? When did you when did you first uncover that?
1: You know, it's funny. I I think I have to go back to um, how I grew up. I was raised by two parents who, uh, in, in my home, my stepfather was an artist and an engineer. My mother was the fabulous Joe pleasure was, uh, an artist and an educator. My parents were very entrepreneurial. My father And who, uh, you know, I did mention my stepfather, my father in Tennessee was an entrepreneur and an educator, so I was surrounded in the summer. I was with my mom and my In the fall. I was with my mom and my stepfather in the summer. I was with my father. I was surrounded by education and entrepreneurship and art, period. That was just the way it was my father in Tennessee was very much a um, he was an artist with his hands. He built the home that I lived in. Wow. He he um, he would go out in the backyard and build a table and and just slide it on in the house and we'd be like, <laughs> OK, there's a new dining room table right there. And, you know, that just was who he was. My stepdad did from oil to um, to um, charcoal. He was just quite amazing. And then he had this other side of himself. He was an engineer. My mom at 16 or 17 years old received a full scholarship to uh, an exclusive art school in Paris. Oh, wow. um, and uh, she stayed to be with her mom. She stayed home. She didn't go. Wow! But that was the level of her talent. So she continued painting and singing and playing the piano all we grew up it wasn't unusual to hear our mom at the piano you know or for her to come home from work and go to the piano or for her to be in the garage uh, building something from her interior design which is also an art within itself right right you know building something that was beautiful for our home or doing some fabulous decor in someone else's home. I remember when she she uh, was hired to do some design room at the governor's mansion wow. in Kentucky. And so I was surrounded, I had no choice. I was simply surrounded, but then I had, uh, some wonderful teachers uh, in my later school years. Uh, I had a math teacher who told me that math is something not to be afraid of, but to be embraced. He, 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 he showed me that. I had a, a, a um, teacher who was a wonderful literary mind who helped me discover my voice. She was uh, a Holocaust survivor wow. and pushed me to write. I mean, absolutely pushed me to write. And I, at 15 years old, was able to pin my first book with uh, five other little girls. We were all uh, 15 or 16 years old at the time. I had another teacher who was a Black history teacher who was always, she walked in and she said, good evening, good afternoon. And she was just so, you know, full and vibrant. And we would all be like, okay, that woman is something else. And then I had this fantastic uh, ebony fashion fair model who was my theater instructor. And she taught theater and art. And she allowed me, to understand that I could be who I was, which I was very shy and wow. be on stage and I could go places I had never been before. So I was surrounded by some wonderful people. When I think about it now between my parents and those they allowed me to be around, quite a blessed upbringing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds uh, to, to me, someone who kind of has the opposite story, it sounds like a perfect, the perfect storm for a young creative mind to really be in the middle of this wonderful panoply of creativity and self-expression and almost like no judgment and right, just kind of explore your talents. And, you know, it's almost like a little candy land that you were kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, I mean, that had to be, um, it had to be, well, I don't know, maybe it was amazing on one hand, but maybe it was, was it over, was it overwhelming at, at times?
1: I, I remember uh, being overwhelmed the first time that I uh, was to perform my spoken word poetry uh, in front of my peers at a high school. And I went to an arts high school and I was not at an arts high school. So they really, this was before people really got into understanding that that rap wasn't from the devil, but it was actually, it is historically uh, uh, attached to storytelling. Right. And I wasn't a rapper by any means. And I was very proper because that's how I was raised. And I, I was at a school that the, the young people that I was uh, doing my poem in front of were very different backgrounds from mine. I didn't know that I was blessed. I just knew that this was my mom and my dad and this is how I lived. Right. Now, on the other side of that, On the other side of all those things that are good and the creative and the explosion there, I have to acknowledge the fact that as I got older, you know, from 15 to 16 to 17 years old, because of creativity that was not founded in the word, Mm -hmm. I began to experiment outside of what my core was. Because I'm 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 a PK. My grandpapa took me from church to church with him. who right, right. was a, he was a primitive Baptist minister for the time, from the time I was five weeks old. My mother said she didn't even get to see me. Every every week I was in the car with him. And that was in the car when they didn't have seat belts. You know, yeah. they grabbed the baby up and lay you on the seat. Amen. You know, and I you remember falling around, if yes. you rolled around
0: they rolled your back over.
1: Yes. And and, and it was fun. And you thought, oh, this is a blast. You know, I remember being five years old traveling with him. But those times with my grandpa, even though it was every single week, did not change the fact that I walked into a theatrical world, an artistic world that denied the voice, the power, the authority of who later became my Lord and Savior.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah.
1: So it, it, um, you know, I can't, I can't let it be thought that we can just put our children in all these wonderful things. And they are wonderful. Art, fashion, the world of entertainment, wonderful. As long as the foundation has been fully set for that child to stand on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So many things to unpack there. So, so one, I want to, I want to go back just for a moment, because I think a lot of young creatives, Christian or otherwise, sometimes if they're surrounded by, this amazing talent pool we'll just call it you know with your mm-hmm. stunning teachers great examples wonderful role models and blessed uber talented parents sometimes some creatives might feel like i'm not good enough right mm-hmm. i've got to measure myself up to you know my mom who received a scholarship and turned it down but she's still super talented did you ever struggle with anything like yes that? And, yes. And if so, how how did you deal with it? Because I think that would be useful for our listeners. You know,
1: uh, this is it, it was an extremely difficult time in my very young years. Extremely difficult because I felt like my mother was bigger than life. My dad um, had an eighth grade. My stepfather, my dad had an eighth grade education. But he is the designer of those super large air conditioning units on every building oh, that wow. is by General Electric. Wow. That is what he did. Um he was an entrepreneur. He he had to dry cleaners and I would ride with him in the dry cleaning truck and he'd sit me on the counter and when people came in my job was to say good afternoon and I did it well with lots of energy every time <laughs> so so you know it it was a big deal it, it was a big deal then to have a father who I visited in the summer who was uh had a scientific mind and an art mind it was just the, just I'm like all of this is wonderful, yes, but in that pivotal stage of blossoming into a young woman, blossoming in your thoughts, you begin to make comparisons of yourself, whether anybody says it or not. Now, unfortunately, people do say, you know, if you could be like so-and-so. Right. I was not a very good student in my young years, I did not become a good student until my 10th grade year when I had all of these prof- uh, professors, these educators that I spoke of, uh, in ninth grade and 10th grade, that was the shift for me, but before that, this girl was a D student. I was said to be dyslexic they I remember uh I remember hearing a a psychologist tell my mother she is mildly attractive uh she is from a good family good manners married, she will marry well cuz she's not real
0: bright Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I I remember that. Well, you did wind up marrying well, but that has nothing to do with any of that.
1: Look here. I did marry well. She did get that right. (laughs) She did get that right. I did marry well. By the grace of God, all all those things that she said of me, you know, and, and, you know, this, I probably was nine or ten when I overheard her saying that to my mother. And that marked me. It it did. So I, I, you know, I tell parents all the time, if you want your child to be great, speak greatness. If you want your husband or wife to be great, speak greatness. If you want to have a downtrodden person in your life, constantly saying what they are not will give you exactly that. Wow. wow. <laughs> so I I had to step through that. Um, I suffered from a great deal of depression. Uh, it is, it is, it is part of, you know, my personal testimony. I did try to kill myself as a young Mm. girl. And, you know, I remember the doctor telling my dad or mom or whoever it was, uh, that what I took should have killed would have killed three grown men. They don't Mm -hmm. know why it didn't kill me. We know why we know why (laughs) (laughs) we know why. So I, I feel blessed and so blessed to to be able to say no and i and I'm very frank about it. I say no to young people no he'll he will come to you and take you any way you are right. <laughs> you don't care right. what you did what you went through what you you know i I know that it is a very difficult thing for a young person to come through this uh art fashion creative field creatives go through, this is great. Oh, no, it's not.
0: Uh This is
1: great. Oh, maybe (laughs) that is the personality of a creative,
0: right?
1: It's a constant. You are never totally satisfied with that creative work. Right. Now, when you put Jesus in that, when you put Christ in that, then you go, wait a minute, is this what he commanded called fashioned me to be and to do? Then your mind shift, but you got to get to the place where your mind has shifted.
0: Right, right. Well, you got to get to the place where first you know him and then you call him Lord, and then you're obedient to him. And yeah, those are three big steps. And yes. And I think it's so critical for people to understand, especially Christians, especially Christian creatives, is that all of the, the most amazing things that God does in the Bible, right? They're done with the most broken people, right? Yes. Because because he and he does that because only through him can those things be done with that broken vessel, so that he gets the glory and that's so what that he gets the glory, and that's what it's all about, so I think that's right uh, if Christians would just kind of hold on to that truth and go, yeah, I'm broken, but I have a God who is bigger than brokenness you know mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and he knows I'm broken, he knows because mm-hmm. he he created me to be just so, and he but he can do amazing things in in spite of that so Talk if you would, um, you know, if, if you wanna, if you wanna step into this a little bit about maybe your testimony and kind of how you made that shift because it sounds like maybe high school, right out of high school, you were kind of dabbling in things that weren't, you know, godly. high school was a high school was a mess. Um, <laughs> high school was
1: <laughs> high school was a mess. I was molested at the age of nine until I was ten. Oh I remember very little of it. So you know, to to, but I do know this. This was a Uh, family friend who I called uncle. Mm -hmm. And from that contributed to the points of suicide. My family did not find out until years later. He was a general in the United States Army. And he um, came back to Kentucky. I'm being very transparent and I'm never not. uh, Because people need to understand that Who you call friend has to be from a basis of true understanding of the definition of who the word says friend is. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this man grew up with my mom, and uh, he was there at the hospital when I was born. And yet and still, that happened to me. So from that point, that nine or 10 year old becomes the 12 13 14 year old uh, discovering testing 15 year old truly testing 16 year old defiant right. 17 i'm out of here mm-hmm. i left home at 17 to go thank god i had sense enough to go to school <laughs> you know <laughs> but then even at school the first the first uh term at school i blew it off i lost the whole term because. I, you know, and I say this jokingly because I've said so many sad things in these last three minutes. Right. But jokingly, I will say I studied uh, Morehouse in Georgia Tech. Those are boys campuses that right. I'm talking about. Right. So that's what I studied that first. And then I realized, oh, that's not really who I am and not what I want. And I got a clue. I got a clue enough to know that young men were not it. Right. However, I did not get the clue to know that I wasn't it, see mm. that exalting oneself. Yep. Okay, yep. So, so I was um, studying in fashion design at that time, Atlanta School of Fashion and Design for young ladies. <laughs> it's Just a mess and I loved it. I really did love it. Once I got past that first term, I went from there to a real understanding of what was in my heart of what I wanted to do which was fashion, art, and education. I didn't know how it was all going to come together. I knew that fashion and art had to do with creating the item and putting it on television and in film. All I wanted to do was have all my gowns on uh, Gina Lola Brigida or or, you know, I wanted Diane Carroll to wear my suit. <laughs> these are things, you know, I knew these were the iconic women. You know, right. it, it had to be them. It had to be uh, Lena Horne and Dorothy Dandridge. I had to. My first television interview for NBC was with Lena Horne. Wow. How do Amazing. you go down from that? You know, I mean, that to me was the reason why I went to school. Mm-hmm but from that to to understanding that art fashion film television all of those areas that creatives live in and i had to learn every part of the business so i was in front of the camera i was behind the camera i was to the side of the camera i learned how to tear the camera down put it back together i went from uh three quarter inch tape to digital from analog to digital i i You know, I learned everything. I learned how to produce and direct. I learned how to run after a tour bus and get the only interview with the new independent star, Michael Jackson, when he left the family, you know, the the Jacksons. I learned all of that. But in the midst of that, I saw, um, I remember going to um, one of my uh, interview stints for NBC and going into uh, this beautiful hotel. And we were on the top floor of this beautiful hotel here in Atlanta. And there, there were all kinds of public officials at the time, uh, from one end of this building to the other, this super upstairs area. And, you know, someone kept saying, don't you have to go to the bathroom? I was like, no, I I can't even tell you it was. And, and the reason they wanted me to go into the bathroom, because in the bathroom was a sink with cocaine in it.
0: Oh, okay. They were giving you a hint.
1: <laughs> they were giving me a hint. And I thought this is not what I signed up for. I that's not me. Right. But those are the things that are out there. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, today is another something. Right. But then that that was it. And I remember telling some of my public official friends <laughs> what I saw, and I remember one and I and because I don't want to, you know, uh, unveil all of this one particular public official who really thought he was my other father, just said, kind of gave his security people, you know, this kind of thing and got me out of there, Mm -hmm. because he wasn't gonna have it. So behind him and his security was, you know, this little reporter, and I never, never unveiled that at NBC ever, 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 never, ever. But that was because of the man who walked me out of there. Got
0: Respect for him.
1: It's respect for him and knowing that he walked out with me, not knowing what was there. And then of course he sent some folks in there to shut it down. So I I think everybody kind of ran, but you know, that was with public officials and high. you know, these are the things that, you know, we send our children to thinking, oh, if they're a page, if they're this, if they're that, when will we get the clue that all of these things have to be after we have girded these babies properly?
0: Yeah. And I think think that's so important for, for folks to understand and really Christian parents, or, you know, if you're a godparent or an aunt or an uncle is that you can't avoid this stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, you might be shielded from some of it, some of the time, but eventually you're going to encounter, the enemy and the wiles of the enemy. And if you don't have the proper response, if if it's not, if that proper response is not drilled into you and reflexive Mm -hmm. and and immediately available to you, then yeah, you're, you're going to have problems. And I think it's so important for folks that are listening and watching to understand that it's never too early to start that process. You know,
1: that exactly right. And you can't hide to your point. You can't hide your children. No. from these things you've got to really equip them so they know how to respond we lose most of our young people at college yep yep that's, that's when it. we lose them yep. now there yep. are numbers that that in the past have come back but why did we have to lose them in the first place amen
0: amen yeah i agree 100 percent. well thank thank you for your transparency and your testimony it's so important um, you know, Christians today, I think we lose a lot of our power because we're not giving testimonies as often as we should. The first century church, that was one of the four major things that they did was they testified to the amazing things that God has done in their lives. And I think I thank you for that. I'd love it if you would spend a few minutes kind of, um, you know, speaking to our audience about maybe some of the things that you've learned, um, you know, in your amazing career Uh, in this fashion space, what are some really good things that if if I want to get into the fashion space, what are some things I need to try and learn? What are some things I need to focus on? And what are some things maybe I should avoid learning or stay away from?
1: I think, uh, stay away from people who compliment you a lot. Okay. Because it will make you think that you've got it all. Okay. Get with someone who is a true mentor apprentice under someone. Be willing to work for free in order to follow them and suck up their air. I say this to my students all the time, because if you want to learn how to be your very best, you've got to look at the best who came before you. We are all standing on someone else's shoulders there's someone in our field who came before us we need to look back and see what did they do that made them their great fashion designer what did christian dior do where did where were his mistakes he he did not hide them are we looking at the full picture or are we just seeing that at the end He was Christian Dior. But did you see the beginning? Did you see what he went through? Did you see when he almost lost his business? Did you see the night after night after night of pain and agony? Ah, But the apprentice would see that.
0: Ah, Very true. Very true.
1: So then you begin to see the industry that you have this fantasy love for. You begin to see the realities of. And then you also begin to see where your jumping off point is. Remember, you are standing on the shoulders of great. Someone is looking to stand on yours. Mm -hmm. So you must become great. You do not become great by only understanding what has been. You become great by innovating what has been to this next level.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And
1: in order to be able to do that, you've got to see what is happening. So I I am of the belief that you must surround yourself with excellence in the field that you so desire. And, and make sure you ask yourself straight up. No chaser. Do I have the stuff?
0: Yeah.
1: You got to know if you if you have what it takes to go the full distance. Now, keeping in mind, if you didn't get and I say this to my students, if if you didn't get your marching orders from your creator, then you're already starting further back than you need to. Right. I knew that my my first uh, college experience was supposed to be Antioch College for girls preparing to be a lawyer. But I was raised by all these incredible creators. You know, my grandmother would go down in the basement with a Vogue magazine and a newspaper and come back with a dress that she made. I'm like, she cut her own pattern by looking at the picture in the Vogue magazine. Wow. So, what else was I going to scream to my family just before time to go off to Antioch College? I want to be a fashion designer. That seemed so perfectly fit with my family lineage. The part that I missed was the grandpa who took me every single week from Tennessee to Indiana to Kentucky as a primitive Baptist minister. What I was being prepared for was ministering Christ Jesus to a generation of creatives when most people would turn their backs because they have a nose ring, because they have fourteen earrings here, because they have tattoos up their neck and down because they look and sound different
0: right.
1: well, we were all dirty at one point, I'm sorry,
0: yeah, yeah, and as soon as we get clean in about five minutes we're dirty again dirty again, to, exactly so so- n- none of us are perfect, none of us are you know yeah, we're all of our righteousness is like dirty rags, so absolutely That's right. what what an amazing amazing uh story i absolutely love it so so yeah it sounds like doing hard really hard work you know even sometimes hard work that you're not called to do like understanding all the ins and outs of the business finding a great mentor and yes and understanding intimately everything you can about their perspective being Mm -hmm. ready to innovate and having a really strong accountability partner that yes that will that will rain on your parade when needed yes
1: (laughs) having those oh girl you're fabulous Those are not your friends. (laughs) You want somebody around you to say that design stinks. (laughs) You "You need to go do that again. What's that line about that? You need, you need someone who will test your fiber. And and that will press you to your next level. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and dad always presses your fiber and he always puts someone in your area that rubs you the wrong way. That's the very person that you need to let be around for a minute.
0: Well we'll talk a little bit about let's 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 kind of forward project for a minute. And what's the next level for BJ? What do you think? What is What's on the horizon for you? I mean, what's what's coming down the pipe? What are you excited about in your world right now?
1: I, I'm really excited about all of the projects my husband and I are producing and directing and and uh, acting. And of course, he acting more than myself, but I'm producing. I'm a costumer. And just working with him on these projects is, is exciting. We are content providers. Yes, indeed. God called us to that. But with all these years of working within this creative space with fashion and all We have so many people that now we can call on, you know, it's like, why are you still letting me do this, Lord? Well, I have a reservoir of people I can say, oh, they graduated back in 2000 or 1985, you know, something, you know, Um, it, it is, it is exciting to be able to work alongside my husband, to be able to give testimony of why Christ over my career has saved my life. Amen. You know, that's, you know, that's like everything for me, but to be able to work, you know, with my husband on all of these different creative elements that speak of what God's called us to has just been fantastic. I'm really looking forward to our school year here, at Clark Atlanta University, beginning again. I am at a university where I know that I'm sent to be who God called me to be in this space for creatives. And I I don't shy back from saying, no, I'm a Christian and this is who I am. And and this is how I move. And that's not gonna happen in my classroom, not in my, no, not. And I am the chair of the art and fashion department here at Clark Atlanta University. And I've been given the, the, um, the ability to be who I am in this space. And, uh, and really be able to look into the eyes of young people and say, you can do it. You can do it. Let me show you how. Wow. So uh, those two elements really excite me. We have a, a, a tremendous um, time as a husband and wife gearing up to do all the things that we do. And I'm just super proud of, of my fantastic husband, Cameron Arnett. He is, he is quite a light to the nations. And I'm just real proud of him. I pray for him consistently. So I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be in this space with him. We don't do anything separately, even though I'm at a university and he may be on set. We're on constant phone calls uh, talking about how we are going to do what God's called us to do. So I'm, I'm very excited about the next level. And we're walking into our 25th year of marriage. So
0: this is like really wild for me. Yeah. <laughs> big year praise God for that yes so indeed I, I would love it be Jeff. you maybe if you have any I know I know you do i don't know if you want to share them or not but if you do feel free uh, some links maybe or social media sites where people can connect with you and follow you and Christover career and what you and Cameron are doing I would love it if you just tell our audience where are some of those places where they can find you and connect
1: Absolutely. Well, definitely find my husband Cameron Arnett at Cameron dot com. That's easy. And I am BJ Arnett at BJ dot com. Of course, Facebook um and uh instagram i am bja today on instagram and i'm not real good at instagram i'm not i'm not i'm trying my best like that's my goal for this year is get better at instagram and you can find me on linkedin as well uh for the business side of my life and i'm about the business of lifting up the name of jesus through the wonderful area that he's called me to which is the creative space that includes fashion and art. And of course you can go to Camille Arnett production studios, where you'll see some of the projects that we're producing and directing and all of the different elements that make us who we are and this uh, creative space that we're called to.
0: Awesome. Thank you, BJ. And if you get go on Instagram, please teach me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you know what I do? I get one of my students go, okay, show me that. Okay
0: that's great i think it's
1: a fair trade hey
0: yeah i'm teaching yeah they can teach (laughs) that's right teaches them to teach right so
1: there you go
0: (laughs) awesome well i would love to close us in prayer and then we'll say goodbye to everybody does that sound good that sounds wonderful all right let's do it hi king of heaven we just come before you today praising your name father thanking you so much for this amazing moment in time where my sister and i get to hang out and laugh and chat and testify to your greatness and what you have done in her life and in Cameron's life. Um, Father, I just pray your blessings over them individually as people, uh, collectively in their businesses, uh, in their productions, in the films that they're making and directing and creating costumes and sets and all the people that they're getting to interact with and bless. Father, I just pray that you will be in the midst of that as I know you are and that um, they will continue to shine your light and be salt. Uh, to the to the nation's father I, I praise you for uh, for uh, for Clark Atlanta University and them allowing BJ to speak openly and just to be who she is thank you so much for that father we praise you for that for that honor and that privilege and, and father I just pray that um, uh, if it be your will you will continue to bless BJ and all that she does you will continue to to guide her father and that she will continue to be obedient and uh, be seeking your will through your word and through your Holy Spirit each and every moment of her day. Uh, I know she will, Father, but we all we all falter sometimes. We all stumble. So help her to be strong. Help her to rely upon your strength and to draw those accountability partners that she has close to her. Uh, Father, I lift up our listeners and our viewers right now. I pray that this has been a blessing to them, that it's encouraged them or convicted them as needed. Uh, and I pray, Father, that they will enlighten Uh, in like time but they will also understand how you made them the unique individuals that you made them to be and that they will charge boldly forward in the name of Christ for the glory of God uh, and do what you have them to do in this world and we'll be careful father to give you the praise and the honor for it all thank you for this technology that connects us uh, and we just thank you so much again in Christ's name we pray amen
1: amen thank you so much great pleasure to be on your program
0: well we i would uh, i'm so happy that you were here i'm stunned and you know just uh you took a moment out of your busy schedule (laughs) because folks you haven't even seen the half of it we're going to have her back on and uh she is uh she wears many hats and and we've only talked about a couple so we'll have (laughs) you back on if if that's okay bj
1: absolutely absolutely
0: (laughs) and uh so you'll be seeing bj again thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, out there in uh, creatively Christian podcast land, Theophany Media, wherever you listen to this podcast, be sure to like, and to share, and to rate us, uh, tell your friends. Um, and uh, definitely if you're on YouTube, be sure and subscribe and, uh, and give us all the support that you can. We'd appreciate it and uh, be blessed. See you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. To see the resources mentioned in today's episode, head over to theophanymedia.com forward slash BJ. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Dave Ebert, and Rachel Oxborough. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer did our music. And Jake Dobrins produces and edits the show.